Gibbs and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Booker slowly crossing into the forecourt. Left-hand dribble around an eight and screen. Still dribbling to the left elbow. Spinning to his right. Jumper up and in with the right hand. D. Book's got 40. And the Suns retake a one-point lead. It's funny. We, we had even mentioned Devin Booker as we welcome you back into the Burns and Gambo show here. We had even mentioned Devin Booker a little bit yesterday. His numbers the last three or four games had been perfectly good, right? Like, I mean, just fine numbers and, and putting up big point totals and leading the Suns to wins. And obviously, they've won five straight games. Last night showed you, and Kellen wrote about this at ArizonaSports.com, our own Kellen Olson, about how the bar has been raised for Devin Booker. Like the last three or four games, go look at his stats. They've been good. But we expect great out of Devin Booker. And you can tell the difference. We've just gotten to the point where even when he scores 27 or 28, you can tell a good Devin Booker performance from a great Devin Booker performance. Last night was a friggin' great Devin Booker performance. I mean, it was sensational to watch, and it was right, just... we leave the show with Damian Lee gets three, three, three points. Crazy, because you're right. It's like, man, that's where you got to get to the point. That's why... You know, we, we, we had a couple of standalone segments for Devin Booker today because you, you get to the point where you can't take it for granted. You just can't. No, you can't. And, it, and there's a part of you that almost like, hey, what would you think about the Suns? Oh, Damian Lee at 3-3 three, three points. How about that rebound by Tariq? Booker had 44! <laughs> hey, dummies. Devin Booker had 44 at 28 shots. He had six steals. Jeez, Wake like, up. Yeah, I know, but you know, he always does that. What about Tory Craig's rebound? Come on! No, seriously. DA's got six straight double doubles! But that's exactly it. There is very much a, yeah, but he always does that kind of thing. Man, that show we put on last night, he doesn't always do that. He doesn't always do that, right? I mean, 44 and six steals? Nobody just does that. Very right. few guys in this league just do that. And so there is. It's a good yeah, reminder. Did you see that block by Landale? <laughs> come on. You can't. can't. Come on. It's a friendly reminder not to take what you have for granted. Okay, like I'm looking at. Okay, he scored 49 against Utah in the loss. That was obviously a terrific game. In the four games since, he's gone for 20, 25, 21, and 27. All good games. He shot... 41%, 42%, 47%, and 30% from the floor. And that's, I, I tend to look at that like, how many shots does he need to get his points? He needed a few more shots to get his points on those nights. Man, last night, 44 points on 17 of 28 shooting. He had six steals. He became just the, what did I say earlier, sixth Suns player. Yeah, Paul Westfall, Charles Barkley. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the whole list. But in the yeah. history of the organization, all right, six players with at least 40 points in a game and at least five steals in a player. West, uh, in a game. Westfall, Walter Davis, Stefan Marbury, Amari, Barbosa, and Devin Booker. And then the stat that blew you away. Oh, it was the Barkley one. It was, yeah. Yeah. This is Devin Booker's 24th career game with at least 40 points. He's already got more than Paul George. He's already got more than Clyde Drexler. He's already got more than David Robinson. He's already got the same amount as Paul Pierce. He's two away from Charles Barkley. He's three away from Dirk Nowitzki. He's 26 years old. And his, and his MVP yards are 55 to 1. <laughs> Did you lay that bet down for me? 100 bucks? No, I haven't. I'm sorry. Okay, don't, don't let the odds I, I, change on me. 
<laughs> Fifty-five to one odds. I think I'm giving Burns you a hundred bucks. I don't. I don't have any of those apps. I don't know how I don't, I don't bet. But throw. Come on, throw a hundred shekels down on on Devin Booker for MVP. He's the best player on the best team, and. Like he gets no respect in the MVP voting. Fifty-five to one. Fifty-five to one. There's like ten guys ahead of him. Like there's like ten different players. Ahead. I think that's you rattled, you rattled off the name earlier. Crazy amount of players are listed ahead of him. And it's like, all right, listen. I mean, all right, I, I promise a- you, I'll do this tonight. I'm trying to log into my FanDuel account while doing a radio show, and that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. Well, I just might end up making a bet on something I don't want to bet on. So I, I this need th- right, th- Gambo. I'm sorry, but you know, you just <laughs> bet on Cameron Payne to win the MVP. Gambo, I'm sorry. I just put a hundred bucks on the Knicks to cover their <laughs> minus four and a half tonight. My apologies. That's not what you meant to do. I got um, you the second half total on the St. John's Long Island game. <laughs> I promise four. I promise. Promise tonight, I will make that. Yeah, I will make yeah, that. I'll give you a hundred bucks. Um, Chelsea sent you hundred dollars. I don't know how to do bad mail. I'm like, hey, can you send Burns hundred bucks? You be like, for what? I bet a hundred dollars on Devin Booker <laughs> with an MVP. Would you get in trouble for that? Like, no. Like, why should I get in trouble? It's not like a thousand dollars or two. That's a hundred bucks. You shouldn't. Hundred dollars. You shouldn't. Yeah. You I mean, I had for listen. I lost a hundred dollars last year on Mikael Bridges. I had fun. It kept me entertained the whole time. <laughs> hey, I'm not think saying, about it. You could put a thousand on it. Then that's fifty five thousand. Fifty five thousand. That's yeah. a big number. But she may be like, you really spent betting a thousand dollars, like. We just need to normalize you spending money for yourself, Gambo. That's what we need to bring right. up here. It's 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 you. You can you do you, Gambo. You can yeah. spend money on yourself. Yeah. It's okay. That's right. Just yeah. like those commercials said, it's your money. Use it when you need it. Absolutely. Time to treat yourself. Take care of a number one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gambo. It's self care. It's very important. That's right. Charity starts at home. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just got to put a K on Devin Booker to win MVP. Like it just happens. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do it. Fifty five to one. Luke Lipinski was the one who tweeted that out. Fifty five to one. Last Caught night. My eye with, on that tweet. I'm like, real seriously? Like who's ahead of him? Yeah. Like, how many guys? Are, how can you be how many guys ahead of him? Where I had fifty five to win. I'm gonna take. Have it. I'll take you fifty five. $500 or whoever. FanDuel. I'm on your fan. We're on the FanDuel. I'm going to bet it. All right. And now, under- ask Kalina. Kalina is, do, I, do I got a shot there? Can, ask him if, can, can Book win MVP? Booker for MVP. Should you put 100 bucks on it? 100 bucks. What do you think? 55 to 1. <laughs> uh, you're getting sort of a. I, I'm sensing. I'll treat everybody in here for. I'll buy like 10 pies. Really? Oh, well, yeah. if you're buying everybody food. I'll buy everybody pies if we win. Kellen's about to chime in here. What do you got for what us, got? Kellen? What do you got? I like the value. You like the Oh, value. Okay, it's a good value bet. Good value bet. Who's that? Like, can you believe there's 10 guys ahead of him? How can it be 10 guys ahead of him? Ah, it's just like the narrative juice. We haven't really seen it yet. It took him a long time. The The key is to watch when it starts, because last year, what, we were like 10 games left in the year when he started getting talked about. We need to go now. So you guys need to have every... Stop talking about the Cardinals. Let's just keep the Booker MVP thing going. <laughs> we need to talk about a 4 8 football team I'm anymore, guys. I got $100 on Buck. <laughs> I got a hundred bucks on Buck. All right, MVP. Let's let's see if we start that train rolling. Here are the guys who are ahead of him, by the way. Yeah, this according to FanDuel: uh, Luka Doncic, Giannis, Jason Tatum, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Donovan Mitchell, Ja Morant, Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, Shai Gilgis Alexander, and then Devin Booker. He's gonna win this thing. He's gonna win it. Okay. Hey, look. Honestly, when you Put down the money on Mikel last year. I kind of thought you were nuts. All right, but based off of your success a year ago with that, I might it might be time actually, to get on, yeah. on board with this. You, yeah, you, you might. What did Mikel come in second place? 
Yeah, was it second, second place? I came so close. Yeah, it was you second. talking about for defensive player yeah, of the year? Yeah, yeah second place. Second, okay, second yeah, place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you, you did come close. I'm going hard with Devin Booker for MVP right now. Look, the, the, the takeaway here, other than, you know, please uh, gamble responsibly. The lawyers make me say that. Um, other than that, the takeaway here is to not take Devin Booker for granted. Not not, And I don't think we do. I think the fact that we dedicated two whole segments just to how great Devin Booker is is kind of proof positive that we don't. But I do also think that those last four games, it was easy to look at him and go, eh, book at 27, he had a good night. You just don't want to fall into that trap. Yeah. And that's why, like, you know, I make sure you don't want to fall into that trap of, yeah, what do you love about the game last night? Damian Lee, Tory Craig, Devin Booker at 44? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, like, you know, you, you just can't, you can't take it for granted even though it's become very the norm that he just is great almost every night. When we come back, a former Super Bowl champion said this. These guys do not respect Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach, and you see it. Is there any truth to it? We'll tell you next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, just real quick, because it just came down. Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, USC 4, Ohio State 5, Alabama 6. So I'm so tired. I don't want to see Alabama anymore. You could almost say the same thing about Ohio State, too. We'll get TCU in there. That'll be good. Yeah. So should USC lose... Ohio State, who's playing nothing but air this weekend, uh, would presumably move up to number four if USC loses to Utah on Friday night. could do that as a poll question tomorrow. Do we want USC to win? It's a good poll question. Do you want USC to win and represent I, the Pac-12? You know what? I would bet right now 75% would say no. One, because they hate USC anyway. Everything that has to do with And uh, Number two, yeah. It, it's, Everything. I, I, I think you'd get... I, I know... For a fact, I would be in the vast minority on that one. I guess it wouldn't be the vast minority. I would be in the minority in that one. And I'm not like, it's not like I'm going to stand on my couch and wave pom-poms for them or anything. I just, I'm so tired of the Pac-12 being beaten down. I know they're not going to be a part of the Pac-12. But right, I'm they're tired. leaving. Know, You're leaving? I'm going to root for you? I'm not going to root for them. I should be a meaner person like you, Gambo. I just you, don't have it in me. I know. You need I to sh- learn how I to be meaner. just don't have it in me. What's upon a time my father bought me a book in which it was supposed to try to make me meaner. I think I still have it on oh, the shelf. I didn't, me? I didn't read it. Yeah, You it never was, read it? It was it was, Dave, I love my dad, my late father. <laughs> I think you're too nice of a guy. I think you need to read this book because I, th- I think you're a pushover because you're so nice. Oh my <laughs> And I never God. read the book. Your father called you a pushover? Uh, I, I don't know if he used that exact phrasing, but That's what he, he was basically saying he thought I was a pushover because I was just such a nice guy. Yeah, so he gave me this book. What would Machiavelli do, I think was the name of the book. I never read it. <laughs> what's it? Hold on. I, what, what, I, I know would, we got some. What, what's, it, what's it called? What would Machiavelli do? Machiavelli? Ma- Machiavelli. He's like a, I think he's like a philosopher. Machiave- Machiavelli. Machiave- okay, Machiavelli. Yeah. He what? would exploit himself only slightly less than he exploits others. He would be in love with his destiny. He would, for the most part, be a paranoid freak. Yeah. He would always be at war. He would cultivate a few well-loved enemies. He would have a couple of good friends, too. He would acquire his neighbors. Basically, he was he was a bad guy, and it, and it was extolling the virtues of being a bad guy. 
and how you can get what you want more often if you're a bad guy than a good guy. So he gave me this book, and I never read it. Wow. You know? 15 bucks on Amazon if you want to go back to it. <laughs> we got to figure out, how can we make Dave Burns meaner? Uh-huh. It's all in the book. Uh, I just need to read the book. Machiavelli. Apparently. I just, I, just, I just need to read the book. You know what I could do to be meaner? It must be Italian. Uh, well, I would imagine. <laughs> Most of history is mean people. Come. Oh, <laughs> man. Just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just think because the mob was Italian, everybody in Italian is mean and bad. <laughs> I'm kidding. Can I transition to the topic now? Yeah, I'm fa- if, fascinated by this whole me being mean thing. But If okay. I wanted to be mean, I would go on Kay Adams' show and I would say bad stuff about Cliff Kingsbury. I would have to be on the player side, and I'm not necessarily just saying Kyler Murray's side. I'm saying the player side. And I just do not think Cliff Kingsbury has the respect of this football team. And as a head coach, when you don't have the respect of a football team, you're not going to get the best out of a football team. And you talked about it, Kay, right? This team has talent Mm -hmm. across the board, right? But it's starting with the guy that's running the ship, and that's Cliff Kingsbury and these guys do not respect Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach and you see it. That's the voice of former wide receiver and Super Bowl champ James Jones. He read that book. Yes, he did. He was a guest yesterday on the Up and Adams show, which is part of the FanDuel Sports Network. Kay Adams, who used to work at Good Morning Football on the NFL Network and still, you know, hosts, I believe like an entertainment nightly show. She's she's very popular, very good at what she does. She does this show on FanDuel. James Jones comes on and she asked him whose side he's on between Cliff and the players uh, coming off of that comment that you know Kyler made about schematically we're bleeped. You just heard what James Jones said and then he kind of expanded on it a little bit by saying this. And they chewing him out on the sideline. They coming out you know in the media saying crazy crazy stuff in the media and it's not just Kyler. You know it's a lot of the players and you're not going to get guys to go out there and battle for you and, and ride for you if you don't have the respect for them. And any little thing that goes on with the Arizona Cardinals, right? It's always stuff like this that comes out. Right. It's always them, you know, getting at Cliff Kingsbury, and that lets me know, man, that the, the head coach ain't got control of the ship, and that, and that's a problem. So I'll put this on Cliff. Okay, first of all, they fought tooth and nail to the end against the Chargers. I'm not buying a lot of what he's saying. I'm going to tell you why. He said a lot of the, a lot of the, it's not just Kyle, it's a lot of the players. Show me where. I mean, what, Who are, what are, you I about? Who yeah. are you talking about? Who are you talking about? Now, if you come out and you say, listen, I've talked to a lot of the players that don't have respect for Cliff, well, then I'll, I'll believe you. Like, I'll believe you. As a former player, if you've got connections and you talk to players, you can say, hey, I talked to a bunch of the players. They don't. Okay. But he's not saying that. He's, in, he's, the, he's, he's just making stuff up. Like, it's not just Kyle. It's a lot of the players. Who? 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 Did J.J. Watt criticize Cliff? The organization did. Did Marcus Golden criticize the organization? Like, who is it? Like, the Buddha Baker. So we know about one instance with Kyler, and you know, calm the blank down. He did it to Hopkins. He did it to Cliff. He just, uh, you know, I think I do think Kyler's a, a big part of the problem. But I, I don't really buy what he's saying because he's saying stuff. And you know, it's not just Kyler. A lot of the guys have said this. They don't. They don't respect where. Yeah. Like, uh, now, the only way I could buy it is if you said I spoke with players and they told me this. But he specifically said they said it in the media. Who said where? it in the media? But where is it? Who? I, I mean, because you're right. A lot of times when insiders go on shows like this and they and they give their opinion, they're they're 
restating stuff that has been said to them anonymously behind the scenes from players that they know, guys sure. in the locker room, right? That's that's kind of the nature of the inside information. I get it. I've worked with you for a long time. I, I, I it's not my first rodeo. I understand how this goes. So you're right, James. But 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 he's not saying that. He's saying that this crazy stuff that's being said in the media. Okay, let's let's break this down. Yes, Kyler has been caught on camera. Three times chewing out either Cliff or a teammate. Twice it was Cliff. Once against Carolina. The other was the calm the bleep down against the, was it the Saints game when he did the calm the bleep down stuff? Or was it the Eagles? I can't remember, but it was one of those two games. There was what Kyler said this past week in the media about schematically we were kind of bleeped. But, again... He wasn't talking about the whole team. He wasn't talking about the whole. He was talking about one play. He was talking. He was asked specifically about a fourth down and one play. And he said, "Yeah, it kind of blew up on us schematically. We were kind of bleeped, you know." And I think people have taken that quote and blown it way the hell out of context. Look, you're, you're looking for exactly. a reason to they, they've, they, they, a reason to bury him bury and them him, and create tension. And, and I'm not saying there isn't any tension, but to take that quote. And think that it should be applied to anything other than a very specific play and a very specific moment in the game is irresponsible. So, okay, so here's James Jones. Oh, people in the media, they're calling him out. Who? 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 I, I, I can't recall one Lots other player of players. Lots of players. Who has gone on the record and called out Cliff, said something bad, said something bad about the state of the organization. Hell, even Eno, when he got cut, hasn't said a word. Doesn't say a word. Not a word. So it's, it's I don't know. It's. It's it's easy to pile on in a moment like this, right? Reports of tension between Cliff and Kyler. It's been a bad year for the organization. It's been a bad season. Nothing's gone according to plan at all. But unless James Jones has some unsighted sources in all of this or some anonymous people in the locker room whispering to him about what's really going on behind the scenes, it's kind of reckless to come out and say that Cliff Kingsbury has lost the room because I'll tell you where else you're right. Man, if ever they were going to quit... They would have quit on Cliff after they got embarrassed against San Francisco and in, in Mexico City. They had the lead over the Chargers right up until the final play. They played one of their best games of the season. I mean, as bad as they it was in the, the fourth down quarter, their throats and uh, they, like they didn't quit. Now, listen, we'll see what happens. I'm not saying that they. Uh, I'm not saying that they won't make a coaching change. I'm not saying that they won't quit on. But they didn't. They did not quit on Cliff in the last game. No, they did not. And the sign to change the coach always comes with that. If the players are done with the coach, you'll know it. You'll know it. So we'll we'll know in these next couple of games if they're done with the coach. But they weren't done with the coach against the Chargers. They went out there. They battled. They responded to a tough loss with San Francisco. And they they put themselves in a position to win a football game. They didn't do it. There's still plenty of games left if they are going to quit on the coach. But they certainly did not quit on the coach in that game. The Bud Light Super Bowl Music Fest featuring three incredible nights of shows, including Imagine Dragons, Dave Matthews, Paramore, all going to be heading to Footprint Center from February 9th through the 11th. Now, tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., you can go to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. That's all on the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. Now, having said all of that about the Cardinals, if this season continues to go downhill, what happens to the players in this offseason? Who wants to be back next year? That's next. Burns and Gambo. And Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Five games to go for the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, they're on the bye this week. Very 
odd late by seasons, five weeks, five games left after this one. It's just a weird timing. Usually it's somewhere around halfway through the season. Not this case. And of course, when they come back from the bye, those five games are going to play. A lot of them are teams who are fighting and scratching and clawing for playoff positioning, whether it's the Patriots, whether it's the Bucks, whether it's the 49ers, who knows what they have wrapped up by then. Just about every team they're playing has something to play for, except for the Denver Broncos, who at this point are just counting down the days until Nathaniel Hackett's not going to be their coach. I can't imagine how he's going to survive that season. And then watch Seattle use their first-round draft pick on a great player in the top five picks of the draft. Yeah, it's talking about a nightmare season Man. in Denver. Oh, what? I, all the hype, all the hope. And I'm sorry, Mitch, I swear I'm not saying this just to, you know, pour a bunch of salt into your Careful, open. though. It's <laughs> spicy. Um, I'm, not, I'm not doing this to, to upset you, but man, what a mess. Um, I will admit, though, I, I thought about this, and I'm glad you, you brought this up in our show sheet today when we were kind of mapping things out a little bit. You included a story in your email about trades, like hypothetical trades we wish we could see before the start of the playoffs. And they right. had J.J. Watt to the Buffalo Bills. For a third-round pick. You know, for a third-round pick. Now, obviously, you can't. Trade deadline has come and gone. But it did spark a thought with you, and it was a thought that I had kind of had at some point over the weekend. Like, if this thing ends with a five-win season or a six-win season, as it certainly feels like it's destined to be, okay, forget about Cliff for a minute and forget about Steve for a minute. Forget about Sean Payton for a minute. And let's talk about the players. Are guys going to want back? Are guys going to want off? Are the Cardinals going to have... I think the first guy you look at is J.J. Watt. And you look at J.J. Watt and you say, okay, I mean, he's been good for the Cardinals this year. He's got six and a half sacks. Um, You know, is... Is J.J. Watt a guy that you look at and you say, okay, he's, you know, he is, is he going to come back? Is J.J. Watt going to, he's on a two-year deal. He was always coming back this year, and now he'll be a free agent next year. You like him, like he's a good player. Like I, I would, at the right price, I'd like to have him back. But he may not want to. Like he may look at the Cardinals and say, look, this is a situation that I feel like I want to go win. I want to go somewhere and win. I want to win a Super Bowl. So he may be a sort of, because he's played well. Yes, he has. He might be a guy that's more highly sought after by a contending team willing to say, good locker room guy, great intangibles, had a good year, still has something left in the tank at 33 years old. Let's, let's go get JJ Watt. I mean, so that, they may not be able to get J.J. Watt back, even if they wanted to, because other because he's having a decent year, and other teams may look at him and say they want him. Yeah, and I remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about J.J. and kind of in the context of, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to bring him back. He's played well, probably won't cost you a ton, but you're right. It, it's This situation has been so sideways for the Cardinals that I even think about guys who aren't free agents. I wonder about a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Well, you should. I mean, does does he make a push to not want to be here? Does he? I mean, if if his relationship with Kyler is fractured in any way, if, you know, you got to make a decision on Hollywood Brown and that contract. Look, A.J. Green will be gone. You'll have Rondale Moore. You'll have Hollywood Brown. You'll have Hollywood Brown. I, you know, Hopkins will be, you got to keep your eye on it, right? Because he's got a crazy, crazy 
cap number Isn't next like year. Thirty million, I think. You, like you're gonna have to address it in some way. You, you just can't. He can't just come back without a a restructure or or something. Now, could the Cardinals look to trade Hopkins and cash in while you know he's still you know young, dominant player in his prime? Yeah, it's something that you could look at if you're the Cardinals. Could you could you trade DeAndre Hopkins and what kind of value could you get back for him? There's a potential out in 2023, three years, $54 million with a $22.6 million dead cap number. But I think you could, you know, does he want to be here? Does he still, does he want to come back? Yeah. Is, is he a tradable player for you if you've got Hollywood Brown coming back? Is, could you go Hollywood Brown, Rondale Moore? Go get another wide receiver somewhere else that costs you less money. Yeah, it's it's Spot Track does an amazing job of kind of organizing this in a way that's really easy to read. His cap hit next year is about thirty one million dollars. Yeah, you catch it. That's not going to happen. It's not going to stay. No, no way. And you mentioned potential out. Yeah, it's it's the the way the contract was structured. You that's your if you wanted to if you're the Cardinals that's your window to get out of it because you it would be a twenty two million dollar dead cap hit and and you I, I suppose you could get out at that point if you wanted to and certainly. In any team that you would trade him to would want to restructure the contract, and he'd want guaranteed money. He's going to be 31 years old, so he still has a couple years left. He's still of being a great good. player. Yeah. Still a great player. Somebody that needs a wide receiver. Would you know what could you get for him? Like it's, it's you know. First of all, you got to determine does he still want to be here. Second thing you got to determine is do you want him here? Like do you can you, you know if you feel like I can turn him into something else and that money can be better used somewhere else. You may, maybe you go that Look, direction. I think if we're just being honest about it, a lot of it, frankly, depends on the power structure for the Cardinals. Who's in charge? You know, we don't know what's going to happen this offseason in terms of potential changes with Cliff, potential changes with Steve. You know, it, it, that will, you know, somebody new, somebody different comes in if that's the direction the Cardinals decide to go. And it's been speculated. Nobody knows for sure what direction they're going to go, but it's it's been speculated upon, and it will be, that they could certainly at least consider head-to-toe changes and kind of a, a, a massive cleaning of the house. A lot of the, the answers to the questions that you're asking kind of depends on who the shot caller is. Is it Steve? Is it somebody else? Is it is it Sean Payton? And and who knows? Who knows who's calling those shots? Last but, year they focused very much on bringing back all of their own players. Yes. Well, th- th- it might it might be different this year. They did not. Re, there were certain guys that you know we talked about them re-upping that they they weren't able to do. Uh, right, they didn't re up Byron Murphy, so there are certain guys like that. Okay, they want to re up this guy. They want to re up Jalen Thompson. They want to re up Byron Murphy. They want to re up certain guys that they didn't. They weren't able to do that with it with everybody that they wanted. So now you've got to look at trades. You've got to look at cap space, free agency. Who you know because you're going to have needs too. You got you're going to have to rebuild that entire offensive line oh, yeah. and find a way to get an edge rusher. I was just looking at all the free agents they have. Man. They have a ton. Oh, it's a big list. They have a ton. J.J. Watt, Rodney Hudson, Justin Pugh, A.J. Green, Matt Prater, Kelvin Beach, and Byron Murphy, uh, Tanner Vallejo, uh, I'm kind of getting down the list here, Will Hernandez, Antonio Hamilton. I mean, some bigger than others, but, and a lot of these decisions, frankly, are going to kind of take care of themselves. Hudson, I can't imagine, you know, that he's going to be an no, NFL player next Justin year. Pugh Justin could Pugh, retire. Same thing. But yeah, rebuilding your offensive line. I mean, center gone, left guard gone, right tackle gone, 
right guard potentially gone. I mean, four-fifths of your starting offensive linemen are all free agents next year. You could bring some of them back, but you kind of have to start over. I'm assuming Josh Jones is going to take over the right tackle spot when Kelvin Beecham leads, but the entire interior of your offensive line you're going to have to address somehow, some way. When you have a really bad year, you got to keep your eye on who wants to come back, who wants to be traded, who, like, just got to keep your eye on that stuff because it's a down year. And if you don't feel, if these veteran players don't feel like this this is going to lead to anything, you know, maybe they don't want to come back. Like, I would like, you know, would you, like, right now, would you like to have J.J. Watt back? Yeah, at the right price. Sure, I'd like to have J.J. Watt back, but maybe he's looking at a, Sid, maybe there's teams out there, a lot of contending teams that say, I'll pay J.J. Watt a little bit more money than the Cardinals will and have him come here and play for us. And there are some guys, I would assume they're going to resign. I, I, like, I assume Byron Murphy gets kept. I mean, he's been hurt a lot recently this year, but I think when he's been out there, especially early on in the season, he he showed enough to that you'd want to have him back, even though he's not elite. Zach Allen, I'm sure, is going to get re-signed. I'm sure. I, I, he's been good. Not elite, but he's been good. And certainly good enough, I would think, to keep around with another contract, the second contract. Um but yeah, it's 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 absolutely something to watch because when it's been this, I mean, you're on a football team that's lost what thirteen of your last eighteen games, dating five back to last year, five and thirteen, and you're five and thirteen. I believe it's five and thirteen in their last eighteen. Yeah, yeah, because it was yeah, seventeen games going into this, so eighteen games, five and thirteen. Yeah, makes it a challenge for yeah. You lose, you lose at home. It's frustrating. You know, it's it beats you down. All of this losing, so you keep your eye on. They got a lot of free agents, and this is going to be a this is going to be a big off season for them. If this is just a one year blip and they're going to get back to being competitive, there's a lot of there's a lot of roster maneuvering that's going to have to work. Jake Crowder has become completely, totally replaceable on the floor, but on the roster, well, that's been a little bit more of a challenge. We'll let the general manager of the Suns explain next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? Nothing. That's what's on tonight. Nothing. St. John's about to go to eight. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whoop de doo. <laughs> that's my. That's my team. <laughs> okay. Locally, nothing. But yes, if you want to revel in St. John's, I have not started watching Yellowstone yet. You know what? Either of way, it is. It is a TV. One of my favorite TV shows on Netflix was a TV show called Dark. Mm-hmm. It was like German base. It was fantastic. You ever see Dark? No, I remember you've recommended. It was like it three seasons. It was great, great television show. There's kind of like um, a spinoff of that called 1899. That's out on Netflix now. 1899. I want to watch that. Okay, it's a series. It's a season. The one based off of Yellowstone? No, no. Yellowstone is totally different. Well, I know, but Yellowstone also had a spinoff show. Oh yeah, 1899 like is a spinoff of a dark. So wait, okay. Well, my brain is just okay. Kapoom. So one of my favorite TV shows. No, I, I get it. Dark it's dark. On, and and, and eighteen ninety nine is a spinoff of that. I'm just confused. I'm not confused anymore. It's just I think it's funny that your favorite show, Dark, has a spinoff called eighteen ninety nine. Yellowstone has a spinoff called eighteen ninety three. Does it? Yeah, it does. Okay. It's got. Um, McGraw, uh, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, That's and right. Sam Elliott. Okay, now I know and it. then there's another Yellowstone spinoff called 1923, 
which is coming out in a couple of weeks that has Harrison Ford in it, in which he plays a Dutton. I'm not sure. Really? Yeah. Oh, it, it, that that trailer looked really good. They dropped that trailer over the weekend. I'm like, okay, Harrison. I like to binge watch, so sometimes I like to let them all like gather up and then That's what them. we've been waiting for on Yellowstone. Like we've been waiting for some episodes so that yeah, when we watch like, it, we like, like really seven get or eight into in the it. bag, you know, we'll watch it. Well, of. by then you're going to have 1984, the next spinoff. You know, <laughs> no, seriously, it's like comedy. This dude, seriously, this guy who created Yellowstone, Taylor Sheridan, he is printing money right now. Basically, the Paramount Network has said, "Hey, Yellowstone is such a hit." Man, whatever you want to make, we'll put on. You're I keeping our streaming service afloat with what much. you're doing. Seriously, yeah. your your product is the only reason why our streaming service exists. So you create whatever you want to create, Taylor. Totally up to you. I would vote for Beth for president. <laughs> I really would. <laughs> I, she runs. I, I, I'm, I'm voting for Beth. <laughs> would, would Rip be the um, VP? What's the well, not the VP. Beth would, for president. I'd vote for her. What's the phrase if there's a female? President, it's not the first lady. It's the it's the first gentleman. Is that what it what it would be? Okay, yeah. So yeah. Rip, Rip is the first gentleman. Got a problem with another country? Just send him in there. I'm sending my husband. <laughs> right? He's I'm having a problem with this country. They won't pay their fair share. He's going to take your send president, Rip, assassinate him, and then dump his body in Wyoming. Because in Yellowstone, that's what they do. There's some area where they go dump bodies. They, 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 they drive across the straight line, the state line, and there's like a cliff in Wyoming. That's yeah. where they just put all the dead bodies. We Sorry did. if that's a spoiler alert, by the way. We did it in Staten Island in New York. Oh, come on. Seriously? I like uh, I like um, violence. That, 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 you, you did not just say that, did you? Staten Island is where a lot of the bodies would get dropped <laughs> off. Oh, God, you did. Oh, God, I'm you did just, saying, just say that. that. That's, you know... You just mentioned where it was on Yellowstone. Yeah, a fictional TV show. Yeah. Not your real life experience growing up in the mob. Uh. Big difference. Man. Do we have to call witness protection or something? No, but we better call the lawyers. <laughs> we better call the lawyers. I'm just saying, I knew, I knew that Staten right Island was a place to... Dr- uh-huh. Yeah. Some are right now, our bosses are calling <laughs> 1-800-LAWYER. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't admit anything. I just. Everybody knows I work there. Uh, uh, work late nights or something like that. One eight hundred lawyer. Does that even work out right? No, that leaves us one number short, doesn't it? One eight hundred lawyer doesn't we'll work. Just call Saul. That's what we got to do. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, funny, funny, funny stuff. Um. So James Jones today uh, met with the media, and I think we're going to have James on the show tomorrow. tomorrow? Yep, thumbs up. Yep, right. Tomorrow's our Good. day for James, so we get to congratulate him um, for the promotion to president of basketball operations. He So he met with the media today, talked about the promotion, and in specific, he talked about Jay Crowder. No new news on Jay Crowder. Here's the question. Here's the answer. So you don't see any like personnel shifts at this point? No, I don't. Not right now. What's going on with Crowder? Anything new? Nah, nothing new with Jay. What's been the challenge with moving Jay Crowder? I just haven't been able to, to get a deal done. Um, it's 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 the the, the NBA, right? Uh, timing. There are there aren't any perfect times. Like there's there's no window where they say, hey, all deals are done here. We have natural deadlines, like the trade deadline. We usually have a flurry of deals. Um, but other than that, it's just finding the right fit, and and we just haven't been able to find that yet. Haven't been able to find the right fit yet. 
December 15th. Yeah, it's like you could get Grayson Allen. Milwaukee wants him. You could do Grayson Allen. Atlanta is interested. Miami's interested. Uh, I'm not sure about this Golden State thing. I'll check on that. I just don't think that they would trade with Golden State. Um, you know, Charlotte was somewhat interested because they wanted to put some veterans with LaMelo Ball and not just have a bunch of young guys. But I don't think that the Suns are interested in Miles Bridges. Um or, or maybe even P.J. Washington at this point. So, yeah, I, I do think it really, at this point, you might as well just wait the two weeks to see what other players are available. Sure. And, and I, I look, I don't know. I, I, I suspect that you probably have a deal in your pocket if you want it, and you're probably waiting to see when December 15th rolls around if you have a better one. And, and the thing about it is, is that the way the situation has unfolded with the team itself, man, every time we think that their leverage has shrunk, they being the Suns, they go out and win another game. Torrey Craig gets another offensive rebound that seals a game. He continues to play well. They continue to play well. They're not missing him. You know, there were a lot of jokes made at Jay's expense last night on social media yeah. about how all these guys they're missing, and Jay Crowder is trying to get a gig with a team by posting workout videos from the gym, and the Suns just keep winning without him. Hell, Torrey Craig is the backup power forward to the Suns. He's putting up numbers that are as good or better than Jay Crowder did last year as a starter. I mean, it's like Jay's, okay, hey, maybe you made your choice, dude, yeah. and, and they're doing just fine without you, and that's got to be kind of insulting to him. You know what so could be insulting, too? Maybe you're not that highly sought after. Maybe not. I mean, if nobody's been able to pull the trigger for you in three months now, you know, two or two and a half months, nobody's been able to to make a trade for you. Maybe like nobody wants to give up that much to get you. Because if you said, hey, we really want Jay Crowder, we'll give you a Grayson Allen and a first round pick. Oh, you might be able to get a deal done. But it doesn't seem like anybody wants to give James Jones what would what it would take to get a deal done. Maybe. And in in some ways, that's why, you know, the longer he sits, James was asked if that means Crowder is losing value. You'd have to ask someone else if the way I look at it, like it, that's irrelevant. Jay's a good player and he'd help any team. And and teams know that. I'm sure we'll talk with uh, James more about that tomorrow. It's gonna do it for us. We are out of here. We're gonna see you tomorrow, straight up two o'clock right here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.